to the Overrated Experience Sports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blonde, and this is Season 2, Episode 9, heading into Week 5 of the NFL. You've joined us for our picks against the spread. And uh, welcome back for those who are loyal listeners. I appreciate you and keep coming back and spread the word. We want this podcast to grow. And if you haven't joined us before, welcome. This is a sports betting podcast and also a sports uh, podcast where we talk about everything betting and also big news in sports and give my take on it. We're really focused on the NFL since the kickoff in September. So what you'll hear in this podcast is NFL action against the spread. And later this week, I'll also... Look to post another podcast that shows our over-unders and also shows our props. So hope you guys had a profitable, yet fun, safe, and controllable week four of the NFL. So you can join the Overrated Experience on social media at Twitter at Overrated E-X-P-E-R-2. That's Overrated E-X-P-E-R-2. For those that don't know Twitter, it's also X now. Uh, you can join us on Facebook and Instagram at, over, uh, at the Overrated Experience. Join us, please. We want this to grow. Share the podcast. And, uh, you know, let's get going here. So a good week, decent week against the spread from week four. The overrated experience went 12 and 4, 12 and 4 against the spread. So great week and uh, some some good predictions here, some good analysis. I'll pat myself on the shoulder after the 6 and 9. We went in week 3. So genius again. I was a dummy in week 3, but back to genius. I must have been eating healthy and taking my uh, vitamins because I really turned it around. And it kicked off and uh, just a quick review Love the 9:30 game, the London game, the Jacksonville, uh, Jacksonville game, uh, Jacksonville Atlanta. Atlanta did not look good. Defense looked fine, but their offense looks horrible. Jacksonville looked uh, solid. You know they get they're used to playing in London, and uh, again they went 23-7. So solid win there to kick off the day, and then we go into some news and notes. Buffalo just pasted Miami, beat the shit out of Miami. Miami was due for a loss. Hey, it means nothing right now. Uh, Miami was on the road. They've already won three straight. They got the shit kicked out of them. I think they'll be fine. But the Buffalo Bills really handed them their lunch. Uh, Other news and notes is New Orleans. Man, I don't get it. You lost against Tampa Bay. I don't know why it was such a rush to bring Derek Carr back. He, I had higher hopes for him coming into New Orleans. He has a ton of weapons. He had Kel, uh, uh, Elvin Kamara come back, and I didn't see nothing. I think it's time to pull the shoot on it, pull the plug. Jameson Winston's got to be your guy. And even though, you know, he's erratic and wild, at least he puts the ball down the field and gets it into the hands of your weapons. And he may throw four touchdowns versus three picks. So you might turn out, you know, a winner anyway. Cincinnati, wow. I mean, the offense isn't going. And uh, Jamar Chase, have you heard him after the game, asking if you're open... <laughs> He went right off the handle. He said, I'm always fucking open. Part of my language. It's great. And you know, he's he's not wrong. If you ever watch Jamar Chase, nobody can cover him. He's at that Justin Jefferson level where he's a dominant player out there, but it doesn't work for a wide receiver unless you get him the ball. And Cincinnati is not getting him the ball. So they got to figure things out there. And uh, also looking at some of our plays, the New York Jets. Jets. I'm going to say this. I feel uh, weird saying it, but Zach Wilson had a pretty good game. If he, if Zach Wilson plays, you know, take away the fumble, et cetera, 
But he plays like he did in the late second quarter, third quarter, and just gets the ball in the skilled Jets' hands. They got a shot. They got a shot. That was the best he's looked as a New York Jet by far against the Kansas City Chiefs who look kind of like the Jets there after going up 17-0. But you play play like that, and you might be in a good spot. So, uh, good, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Zach Wilson, I'll give you kudos, even though you're still a douchebag. New England, you're in trouble. Bill Belichick, you got to go. You got to go, man. You have to go. I don't know what the game plan is. I think Mac Jones is ruined. They got they got pasted by the Dallas Cowboys, who were coming off that loss against Arizona. I wasn't shocked that the Cowboys knocked off the Patriots. But to dismantle the Patriots... And right now, you're probably going to have to go to Billy Zapp because Mac Jones is done. Like, he's done. You know, you got a couple key injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Bill Belichick has, ever since Tom left, what has he done? Like, I mean, he has not drafted well. Free agency he's missed. I don't know. He's trying to be the smartest guy in the room. And, you know, that maybe he was in the past. That ship sailed. It's time for Billy B. To say, oh, you know, I think it's uh, time to focus on family. A.K.A. I don't have it anymore. So, it's time. And the Monday Nighter. Jets, or sorry, Giants, Seahawks. Giants, you're in trouble. Yeah, you, you just, you know, you wake up today, Tuesday morning, and look back at the first four games. You had one big victory, come back. Even that was a shit show in the first half. You had one, you've had two halves of good football, and that was their comeback against Arizona. You got pasted by the Cowboys, pasted by the 49ers, and just got you know the doors blown off in the second half against the Seahawks. 11 sacks. So either you have a Daniel Jones problem quarterback, either you have an offensive line problem, which giving up 11 sacks would probably be a good indicator that you don't have a, a great offensive line. You either or a coaching staff that can't come up with a scheme to get around it. We're talking we're four games in, and they haven't figured out a better way to get Daniel Jones to excel. Darren Waller, the big acquisition from Vegas at tight end, gets, what, two passes yesterday? How is that possible? I, I don't know how you do not mix him in or at least target him. But they looked horrible. They are at a crisis point right now. You, you've gotten walloped by the best in the NFC. So where are you going to go from here? You might as well pack it in. You might as well look at Daniel Jones. You signed to a four-year, $160 million contract. I can't recall what is or what is not guaranteed. But you got to be looking at the draft. Simple as that. you gotta, you got to eat that contract, and you got to hope you, you're able to draft one of the, draft one of the top-tier quarterbacks in the, in the upcoming draft. And pay them, you know, the the minimal amount in the five years, which is still expensive for a top uh, pick. But you're you're done. You're you're finished. You have no hope. And that was one of the problems of them making the playoffs, having a fake win against the Minnesota Vikings, which is were also not a good team, and they overvalued. And that's a that's an organizational mistake. You have the 49ers that had Trey Lance that they paid multiple first round picks for to move up in the draft to pick them, but they evaluated that, nope, that was the wrong play. We're going to move on. The Giants didn't have that, the balls to make those kind of decisions, and they overvalued 
Daniel Jones. They overvalued what they had coming into the season, and now look where they are. They're nowhere to be found. They're 11 sacks later, one and three, and now they're going into Miami. And we'll talk about that, but that's not a good sign either. So that's that's not good. So Giants, season's over. See you later. And now as we move on to week five, think about we're in week five already. This season's going by fast. We're already at the bye weeks. So this week we have the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are not going to be playing this weekend. But we got some pretty good matchups. We're going to, let's get into it. We have, a, we have a Thursday nighter. And I'm on the fence here. You know, Chicago Bears are ass. Absolute ass. They're 0-4. Blew a two-touchdown lead against the Broncos. And they head into Washington. And Washington, man, I had, I had Philly on a teaser, so I brought it down to 2.5. And, and for Philly to give up that late touchdown... I, and I was following. I wasn't even watching it, so I'm thinking, "Oh fuck! I need I needed a I need two and a half that the Eagles needed to win by." And I thought for sure if Washington did tie it up, they would go for two. So if they hit it or don't hit it, I can't win. Luckily, it goes to overtime. Fifty plus yard field goal for Philadelphia gets me the payout. That's what I want. I want the money in the pocket, and that's just the way it is. So going into this week, you look at six and a half point favorite Washington over the of the Chicago Bears. Do I dare take the Bears to cover? Do I? Do I? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say the Commanders had that big game against Philadelphia. I say they beat the Bears, but I, I don't trust the Commanders at all in any way. So I'm circling the Bears in this one. I'm going to regret that. But six and a half, we'll, we'll see if the Bears keep it close. Now we go on to a second game in a row in London, this time at Tottenham Stadium. And it is Jacksonville staying another week in London to take on the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are five and a half point favorites. I think this looks about right. Jacksonville has not impressed. I mean, they I don't think there was much struggle against Atlanta, but it's not like they blew the doors off the Falcons here. Buffalo's on fire after that Monday night loss against the Jets in week one. And five and a half seems about right. I think it's only low because the Bills had to travel across, you know, uh, the, the Atlantic Ocean. But it's not like they're traveling like you and me would travel, you know, with a cr- screaming kid in the back. They have the ultimate luxury. So I, I think they'll be fine. So the Bills at five and a half, I don't think that's a problem. Baltimore heads into Pittsburgh, and they're a four and a half point favorite. Divisional matchup. Seems like Baltimore's been in a lot of their divisional matchups. And the Steelers are coming off a loss against the Houston Texans, where they looked horrible. Their offense is going nowhere. Right, they their defense has been holding them in field position, turnovers, interception. Like like the defense is what makes the Steelers tick. Kenny Pickett's not. Kenny Pickett does not look good right now, and he's got a, he's got a couple injuries that he's questionable. So it might be Mitch Trubisky in here. Why wouldn't Baltimore come in, force their way, making the Steelers have to chase where they don't want to be? And why isn't this game like seventeen three or twenty four ten? I like Baltimore in this game. Easily, they're the better team. Easily, they're in the better situation. And easily, this is money in your pocket. Carolina has a Detroit. Detroit is an eight and a half point favorite. And Carolina has zero going on. They just blew it. They choked against the Minnesota Vikings on the weekend. They are using Bryce Young, which is their first overall pick. And they got to give him reps. Unlike CJ Stroud. Bryce Young has really kind of been mediocre. He's taking sacks. He's not really moving the ball. He's not throwing touchdowns. So I, 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 if 
Carolina's goal here is to develop, develop this quarterback. It's not so much do what they can at any cost to win. That's at least the appearance. And Detroit, who bounced back after, you know, a week two loss against Seattle, has been on fire in Green Bay, uh, handled uh, the Packers. And I don't see Carolina doing much in this game. And why, why can't Detroit win this game 31-10? And that's being kind to the Carolina Panthers, who will struggle to put up 10. But they're going to be chasing. And that means Bryce Young's going to have to put the ball in the air. And that means he's going to turn it over and he's going to get sacked. So keep an eye on a sack prop on that. Maybe I'll, I'll look into that going into this week. But he's had four sacks two games ago against the Vikings. He had five. And I don't see that slowing down. Bryce Young, not good enough right now. But maybe down in the future. Who knows? Then we got uh, Houston in Atlanta. And Houston is an underdog, a point and a half in Atlanta. And I'm trying to figure out why. C.J. Stroud has shown that he's on the rise. For second overall pick. He has been putting up yards, leadership. Uh, Atlanta, defense, fantastic. Desmond Ritter, I think that experiment's going to be over very soon. Yeah. Arthur Smith has already had to come out and talk, like just reaffirm that, yeah, he's our guy. He's our quarterback. He will not be starting a few weeks from now. Okay. Desmond Ritter looks like he's a step behind, and this is his second season in the NFL. He looks very slow to make decisions. He's not, he's, he's missing open receivers, bad throws. So watch how the Houston Texans at least win by a field goal in this one. I think there's good value there. Uh, Houston all the way in Atlanta. I, that, that line's going to flip. I think it's going to flip or at least be even by the time kickoff happens uh, on Sunday. New Orleans takes on the New England Patriots. Two terrible teams, to be honest. be very honest. New Orleans has way more talent, offensive talent. But if Derek Carr is starting this game, I think New England wins this game. New England had a shit show, crappy game. But when you have an offense with a quarterback that is struggling to get the ball into the playmaker's hands, and that is Derek Carr, and he's struggling. I see New England having a game plan to scrap by, win this game 17-10 or 17-13, and I think they cover the point and a half. And this maybe Billy Zapp is the quarterback. It just manages the game. <clears throat> New England has a couple key injuries on the defensive side. Judon. you know, bicep surgery, that's a big miss to their pass rush. But when you have a struggling quarterback... That I don't know why they're force feeding. When they got they can put in Winston, Jameson Winston, New Orleans is in trouble. So I think you're going to see a quarterback controversy after Week Five. New England beating New Orleans. New York Giants. We just talked about the shit show that are the Giants. They are shit. They are garbage. They are going to go into Miami, who just came off a beating in Buffalo, and Miami's a ten and a half point favorite. At what point? Do you think the Giants are going to be in the driver's seat in this game in the hot sun in New York or Miami? What value do you see by taking the New York Giants giving 20 points? I see the Miami Dolphins running up the score here. I think the Giants, I don't recall many passes in the last four weeks where Daniel Jones has actually gone down the field. He's either taken off out of the pocket. He's either on his ass, uh, sacked. Offensive line is horrible. And he has no weapons. And I don't think he can, even if he had weapons, he'd be good enough to get the ball down the field. Everything's left and right, out to the flats. Or here's a, oh, I just, uh, you know, missed, you know, getting sacked by, you know, half an inch. And let me just do a soft toss out to the uh, running back, like Brita or whatever. It's it's awful. So I don't see 
get it, throwing the Giants in a buzzsaw like Miami is going to do them any favors, and they'll be one and four by the end of this week. Tennessee, big win against Cincinnati. They head into Indianapolis. And Anthony Richardson, if he is healthy and he's ready to go, I don't see why the Colts at home can't cover this point and a half. Tennessee is blah. They're blah. There's nothing, there's, but nothing special. Tennessee is average at best. Ryan Tannehill's not that great. Uh, so I, I like Minnesota. I like Indianapolis in this one at home with Richardson, one of the top fantasy quarterbacks. And I can't uh, stress that enough based on Ostrom Ajax keeping stressing it. So uh, keep keep that in mind when you're setting up your fantasy team. Bengals, 4 o'clock games kick off. They're heading to Arizona. Arizona's putting up a little bit of a fight here. Bengals struggling. Can't throw the ball. Can't move the ball. Scrapping games out, and they're 1-3. But I think the minus 3 in Arizona is value. I know Arizona's put up a big fight you know, against the Cowboys, obviously knocking them off. It looked like they kind of had a fight against uh, San Francisco, but San Francisco eventually handled them. And uh, I think minus three is too low, and I think the Bengals turned it around. Here's your time to hit the Bengals. Minus three. Philadelphia, minus four and a half, taking on the L.A. Rams. Now I'm thinking Rams in this one. You know, Cooper Cup uh, might be back. Not 100% sure. Philadelphia's been okay. They haven't blown the doors off anybody. They've, they've been the better team in every game they've played. Uh, maybe you could say Washington maybe uh, almost had them. They almost did. But uh, I will say the Rams cover this spread, four and a half. It's going to happen. Kansas City in Minnesota. Kansas City is a five and a half point favorite on the road in Minnesota. Minnesota gets their first win of the season in Carolina. And Kansas City's looked fine. I mean, they didn't look great against the Jets, but the Jets have maybe the top defense in the NFL. Minnesota does not. But I still do think that they'll put up enough points to cover that five-and-a-half-point spread. Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, I think uh, Kansas City's still trying to find out what they are offensively. I mean, spreading the ball around. We got the Minnesota Vikings, five-and-a-half-point underdogs. I will take that all day. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll stay in the game. Jets, Broncos, what a game. This is a weird matchup. Two teams that are struggling, need a big win. I say the Jets pull this out. I say the Jets beat the Broncos. Their defense is too good. I think they squeeze it out. Zach Wilson, if he plays anywhere like he has against the Kansas City Chiefs, they get the victory. So I'm going to say the Jets on that one. I'm going to rush through this before I get another technical error. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, maybe the game of the year so far. 49ers are three and a half point favorites. Christian McCaffrey coming off a four touchdown game. That's ridiculous. I like the 49ers in this one. Three and a half, no problem. However, it's probably like the Cowboys to go into Arizona and get crushed, come into San Francisco in the regular season and get the win, but then flop in the playoffs. So I like San Francisco, but it's not unquestionable that the Cowboys could come in and win this game because it's not as high-pressured as the playoffs would be. And on the Monday night, Green Bay is a point-and-a-half favorite over the Vegas Raiders. I don't even know if Jimmy G's playing or not. We don't know that yet. Aiden O'Connell, eh. It was average. Vegas is going south, and they're going. Josh McDaniels will not be there by the end of the year. They're going south. They're they're right now buy buy high and sell low, and sell low on, or buy. You know, go, I don't know. How would you interpret this one? Sell low. You know, sell high on the Vegas 
uh, Raiders because they should be more than a point and a half. I think Green Bay will put things together. They put it together late against the Lions, and they'll have enough to, to knock off the Raiders. That's it. That is all. Before I get another technical error, I'm going to say good luck to you. Turn in later this week. I'm going to say that the pleasure's been all yours, and I'm going to say goodbye, good night, have a great day, and spread the word. Bye-bye.